everyone. This is Monica. Welcome back to CSUB Guardian Scholars podcast called Unguarded. We're back and we are in spring semester, back from the holidays. We made it through fall semester. We're really excited to be back and to be here with you. So before we get started with a super special episode, which for me, this one means a lot because first of all, I'm flying without my student assistant crew who are normally the people who join me on this. But today I have some very special guests, people I've worked with many, many years. We have the EOP team with us today. So I'm gonna clap it up for them because I'm super excited that they're here, but I'll let them introduce themselves to you in just a second. Let's go over our social media handles and some program updates first, and then we'll let them introduce themselves to you. So we have some new programming going on. You can find our calendars always on our link tree. Our link tree is CSUGSP. You can also find weekly updates, sometimes daily, on our Instagram account, and we are at CSUB Guardians. So if you haven't already followed us, please follow us. Give us some likes. We try to keep you motivated, inspired, and informed on our Instagram account, and we're really excited to be back today. So anyway, with that being said, all the updates done, I really would love our team to go ahead and introduce themselves, maybe say who you are, what you do, and if you want to give us a little glimpse into how your lives and roles have changed in the last year, we'd love to hear it. So who wants to go first? I'm not afraid to assign people either. I'll go. All right. Who are you? <laughs> uh, I'm Rocky Maticini, and my official title is the EOP Admissions and Retention Coordinator slash EOP counselor for all the new admit transfer students, mostly community college. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I work mostly behind the scenes. A great deal of my, over 50% of my time is actually spent on the computer doing a lot of data updating and inputting on the various screens and PeopleSoft and on the uh, ERS data that gets reported to the chancellor's office. But in recent years, and I think this is probably because of my connection with the community colleges, uh, especially the current community college district as an adjunct faculty in sociology. Um, one of the things that I've been doing is serving as kind of like the counselor slash liaison for EOP for all of our transfer students. Mm -hmm. uh, many of whom were students who actually took me for sociology while at the community college. Uh, and I sit on some of the committees with the EOPS and CARE program, uh, mostly uh, with uh, Portervale and TAP colleges mm -hmm. in particular. So I, uh, so I also do a lot of the, uh, statistical analyses, as well as help Steve out with some of the reports that we get asked for by some of the administrators at the campus as well too. Um, and I think I've noticed that some of the duties I do kind of touch upon what some of my colleagues are gonna be talking about in terms of their own tasks and roles. Um, but I think one of the things, Monica, you wanted us to talk about was how this whole kind of like remote distance has really changed our job. Um, I've had to make, 
I've never been all that technologically savvy, um, on, especially when it came to things like Zoom um, and other uh, features. And I've had to really make extensive use, not only of Zoom, in order to, because one of the things all the students on my caseload have to meet with me three times a semester. And so to do these meetings, we generally have to do it by uh, Zoom. Mm -hmm. um, the other thing that I've had to make use of too now are uh, programs like Qualritrix, because we're now using that instead of the more standard documents that we used to always send by email mm -hmm. so that we can get a quicker turnaround and uh, more prompt delivery of certain documents. So, I mean, one thing that, and it's the only thing about the pandemic that, I, that I've liked because I would give, give anything right now to be back at the office. Right. Uh, interacting not only with all of you, but with our students when they come in there. Um, it did force me to have to be willing to uh, upgrade my skill sets in certain areas and to be willing to do things that I can already tell you if this had not happened, I would probably have operated under if it ain't broke, why fix it? Right. You know, I would have been quite happy just kind of continuing like I always had been. So that's the, so one thing that was a positive and I discovered that even though I'm 65, this old dog can still learn a few new tricks. Uh, you know, um, I've been able, not only here at the university, but also using Canvas when I teach courses for the Kern Community College District. I've had to become a lot more savvy in the use of Canvas now right. for teaching. Right. So I guess that's it for me right that's now. Awesome. I'm still trying to find this one uh, tip. Um, we'll if, it again. looks like I'm looking down at my computer and keyboard. It is because I have, because I'm trying to find the saying it's that okay. I wanted to give. It's okay. We can do it at the end. We'll do it at the end. Oh, okay. But welcome, Rocky. I'm so happy to have you here. And here's a fun fact about me and Rocky, and he may not remember this, but Rocky mm -hmm. actually admitted me through EOP to Summer Bridge when I was a freshman, before I was a freshman, my summer transferring into college. And my dad forced me to go to college, and he went and had a meeting with Rocky, unbeknownst to me, and admitted me into college. And that's how I got here. So it's because of you, Rocky. You were the first person he went and talked to. So we have that little bit of history together. And who would have known this many years later, I'd be working with you and we've done a podcast together. That's crazy. That's true. Crazy. That's true. Welcome, Rocky. I'm so happy Thank you're you. here today. So grateful that you did this with us. And you brought up some great points that maybe we'll go back to or we can talk about in another podcast in terms of how we had to adopt new skills really fast, right? And yeah. Man, that's awesome. Okay, next, who'd like to introduce themselves? I'll go. So uh, first of all, it's good to be back on your uh, GSP podcast. For those of you who don't know me, my name is Jesus J.R. Perez. I am the EOP Summer Bridge Coordinator, as well as I work with a lot of the incoming EOP freshmen here at CSU Bakersfield. 
And I see uh, one of the things I do currently right now, as far as a hobby personal interest is I took on podcasting to help with the, the pandemic. I do a wrestling podcast as well as a horror movie podcast. It's called Trick or Treaters. I'm, it's one of my passions I had when I was younger in middle school and I had a good friend who brought me back into it. It's a lot of fun and we just get a chance to review movies. And as far as the role of Summer Bridge, excuse me, as the role, my current role, it has changed significantly because as I like to say, we are, my particular occupation is kind of the equivalent of urgent care center. Whereas as, as our office is open, people come in and we, we as uh, urgent care treats patients, we see students. And with not moving to doing, just like doctors are doing telehealth, we have to do everything you know through telecommunication over the phone or through for us a lot of internet and Zoom. So instead of seeing students in person, a lot of the stuff I do is through email, setting up Zoom meetings and just making sure that students know that, you know, we're still here to support them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, doing a lot of things students right now are currently asking, you know, doing letters of recommendation for grad school or scholarships because FAFSA is around, the scholarship application is, is out right now. And just making sure students know that the campus is, even though we're virtual, we're still open to them and we're here to serve them and give that and just make sure that information is being disseminated. As far as summer, you know, with Summer Bridge, because that is a role, one of the things we're looking at is gearing that towards being online. So instead of doing a on-campus in the uh, student housing residence halls, we would create a virtual environment that will be conducive for them to still meet incoming students, but as well as learning about the ins and outs of CSU Bakersfield, the EOP program, and what it takes to be successful as a CSU student in fall 2021. Awesome. Well, welcome, JR. JR is my colleague. We're together now for, I think, about nine years. So I'm happy to have you here, JR. Thank you um, for being here with us. Pam, let's bring you in next. Oh, I thought maybe Steve. He's the big guy. He should be. We're gonna we're gonna save the best for last. We're good. Leadership, total leadership for last. Pam, go for it. <laughs> Hi everybody. I'm Pam. Um, I've been in the EOP Guardian Scholars Office for I think believe this is my fourth year, but I'd have to double check that. So um, I've been on campus for 14 years at CSUB. Before that, I worked for a bank for. 20 years, and I've also worked uh, 10 years at an elementary school site, which has been really fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, before I get any go any deeper, I want to thank Monica for inviting all of us. It's really a pleasure. This is one of the, I'm almost 62, and this has been one of my most fulfilling jobs I've ever done. Um, I get to work with students and make a difference, and it's been, it's just an honor, and I, I appreciate that Monica is doing these podcasts and and uh, introducing all of us since we don't get to see you in person right now, which is something that I'm really missing. Um, my role um, in the office is pretty much just about everything. I can, I'm just that face when you see when you come in. Um, I have a nice warm hug for you, a smile, maybe some advice, some that you want to hear, some that you don't, but that's the, <laughs> uh, the caretaker in me that comes out, and I, it, it's just uh, been such a blessing for my life to watch the students come in and, 
and be able to be there for you. I just, it's just been just a great thing. And I really miss you all. I wish we could see each other soon. I know even when we get back into in person, it's going to be different, but yeah. you know, yeah, I, I, I'm, that's something that it's, it's a shame for me to not have our normal everyday lives and this learning this new curve and to understand it. And it's something that um, at the first couple months of it, we've been out since March last year, 2020. And um, I probably shouldn't say 2020, that's kind of a faux pas these days. But <clears throat> the first few months, I was kind of like, ah, you know, I don't think I'm going to like it. But then I started trying to find the positive in it. And I've gotten to spend a lot more time with myself, work on myself. I've done a lot of self-help things, reading, you know, um, relaxing, spending a lot of time. I have a um, grown daughter that's been living with me. And so we've gotten to spend some great quality time together. I've gotten to spend some time with family, close family and friends that that small group, you know, not a large. And we've just, I've, I've found it to be a blessing to be here and be able to still be working, still, you know, have this passion for, for you guys. It's different. And, you know, I'm trying to make the best of it, but I am looking forward to seeing you all really soon. Yeah. So thank, Marla, you. Um, thank you for being here today. It means a lot. Honestly, it means so much to not just me as the host, but our whole team, our whole group to have everybody here today. Like, I know it's going to make them feel really special that you took the time to do this and that all of you challenged yourselves to do this because, you know, like we said, we're picking up new skills and this can be intimidating for some people. It was for me in the beginning. So thank you for being here. I appreciate it. And last but not least, we have Steve. Steve, who are you? Like, how are you relevant here? Come on. <laughs> Well, I, I'm desperately seeking relevance at all times of my life. Um, thank, thank you for having me. Um, Steve Walsh, I'm the EOP director, uh, which means I get to work with all of these wonderful people you're meeting right now and maybe meeting for the first time, hopefully meeting again and seeing again. Um, Rocky GR, Pam, Monica. Um, and my job is to uh, represent our program at several different levels. Um, I go to the meetings of the enrollment management directors, which is uh, everything from admissions, records, financial aid, and to outreach, um, to make sure that EOP gets represented so that we make sure that we have a foot in the door for the admission process, for the uh, outreach recruitment process, um, for the financial aid process. A lot of students get an EOP grant, um, a lot of Guardian Scholars get some funding through Guardian Scholars, it's all paid through financial aid. So. Um, at that at the campus level i'm representing us there and then at the statewide level you know i represent csu bakersfield's eop uh, as the chair of the eop statewide directors committee uh which is really good people doing really good work i mean they're everyone you see uh or here on the podcast uh see on the zoom right now is is mirrored and sometimes multiplied onto their campuses i'm not saying we're not the best we are um but there is equally good work being done on all 22 other campuses besides CSU Bakersfield. So um, I, 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 I love the role I'm in right now in the sense of who I get to work with. I don't love the role I'm in right now in the sense of how we get this work done. Uh, it is far from ideal. Um, you know, I think we all have to kind of step back and admit that, that Zoom is really not the way things are supposed to operate. I mean, it's credit to people who have pulled it off. Uh, and pull it off well and, and manage to get like 95% of the experience out there. Um, 
but it's it's really not what what works best for us for our students we have, we just have to admit that and realize that we're going to get back to a a better place um pretty soon um so my role really recently has changed because everything's uh, disconnected you know we used to get together we used to just have an open door policy we didn't even make appointments because we wanted to make sure we were there at all times for all students who came in whoever came in with whatever crisis or problem or just wanted to talk um and we're we don't have that you know we we've tried to replicate it as much as possible um you know we welcome you all to our open office zoom which we do every day monday through thursday um from 10 to one o'clock and uh, sometimes even more hours that pam puts in uh just when she's um, at home and has the time she, she'll put the zoom on um, but it's a great chance for us to connect with you to make sure we're answering your questions and try to mirror that experience of of having the office open at, at school and we're just really looking forward to planning uh, the next few months of planning will be planning on reopening for the fall and what that's going to look like uh, working with jr on summer bridge um, you know to see what what we can do that's a great experience for students to do summer bridge online um, and working with rocky to get all our students admitted but i mean just getting everything ready for the fall and i i you know i don't want to get to the advice or the tip of the week but i'm going to kind of preview one of them um, and that's that I think everyone can get ready right now. You know, if you're going to have a big night, you know, you're going to go out or you're going to, you know, a, a big dinner or a dance or something like that. You know, you get, you get ready several hours early. You know, you don't, you don't just five minutes later, oh, maybe it'll make up do my hair. Okay. I'm going to this thing. I get like, ready plan. Weeks early. I get ready exactly. early, Steve. <laughs> Yeah, you know, think of it like the prom. You know, we used to have students that would not get admitted to the campus because they were getting ready for prom and they didn't want to come to a, a meeting to get admitted to the campus. So if you think of that level of preparation of what you can be getting ready for right now for the fall, um, you know, it, it kind of gives you something to focus on, right? I mean, we know we're coming back. Um, I'm not giving a timeline or a date, but we know fall at some point, you will be back in front of people. You know, the yoga pants are going to have to get put back in the drawer. And you know the real the real pants, skirts, dresses, jeans, slacks, button ups, ties, shirts, suits. That's all got to come back out of the closet at some point, you know. So you know, break it off in little chunks, and you know, uh, you know, start polishing your shoes, or you know, get your get your heels redone on the you know the the bottom of your heel reattached at the at the shop or something because we're gonna be back. Um, and so it's it's a good thing to focus on now that we know we have a vaccine, we know we're back on campus for fall. Uh, we have some months to to get there, but I think there's a lot we can do right now to get us to get yourself ready for that. You know, make yourself presentable again. Get to the Monica's workouts and uh, do Zumba classes to get yourself back in that that spring body you need to go back to the beach. Right. So <laughs> there's a lot you can do, and I think if you focus on that, you'll 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 have a, a more positive mental attitude. Well, I want to I want to clarify that I'm totally joking in Steve's relevance because I think by you hearing him speak, you can tell how relevant he is to our program. And for those of you again who don't know, he's a director of EOP, and we're really grateful for him. I love what you're saying, Steve, because have you ever heard the saying, uh, "Summer abs are made in winter." That's how I feel right now. Like I started thinking, okay, in eight months, we're going to be, well, hopefully eight months so or so we're going to be back. And I'm like, man, I got to, I got to retire my yoga pants and like get back to my normal self. And I was thinking I got to get my summer academic abs in. we cannot show up like this, like no way. So I, I love what you're saying though, but it's your mental abdominals, right? Like 
our mental state, get it going, get ready, get prepared. And thank you for moving us in that direction just mentally today, because that's a really great perspective. Matter of fact, I'm going to steal that and throw it all over our social media because that was good. Really good stuff. So anyway, for those of you who maybe this is your first episode and your first time hearing, you know, Unguarded by the Guardian Scholar at CSUB, I want to take just a second to introduce myself. My name is Monica. I'm the coordinator of the Guardian Scholars Program. I'm going into, I believe, my ninth year of being a coordinator of this program. I've had the privilege of working with some amazing, amazing students from almost all over California, even out of state students. And um, it's just been an honor. It's been a huge learning experience for me. It's it was not anything I ever thought I would do in my life because I've been also a 20-year faculty member in the English department at CSU Bakersfield. So I really thought that was where my academic and my um, upper, you know, I think my higher education experience was going to begin and end. But this has been a real pleasure to me, a challenge to me. And, and this is what I've been doing the last nine years. I'm really proud of our work. And it's not just me. I work with an amazing team of students. Um, we really work on their professional development, their personal development. And um, anyway, for those of you who are unfamiliar, even so with what Guardian Scholars is about, it's a program for former foster youth or displaced or homeless youth in college. And we help them transition from whatever state they happen to be coming from into academic and university life. And we provide tons of support and various levels of support to them. So that's who we are. That's what we're about. And I'm really glad to be here today. Um, but anyway, our next little section is going to be about EOP wisdom and any advice we have for students or, you know, our student population, students in general who are listening. I'd like to go through the team and ask you guys to give you know, a quick tidbit about advice you might have for people right now, students right now. And you know what, maybe not even just students, faculty and staff too who listen to this, we need advice too. So if you have some tips or advice for us, we'd love to hear it. And again, I'll leave it open, like whoever wants to go first, I'm, I'm good with that. Okay, Rocky, you got it. Yeah, I'll go first again. I found my quote. I use it in... Uh, some of my uh, sociology courses. Um, I do want to second what Pam said about how what how she loves what she does here at the university because she's been able to make a difference in people's lives. And I feel very much that way about higher education in general. Um, I've been able to uh, honestly say that I feel that my life has not only been touched by many of the staff and students I've gotten to know over the years, but that not only my life has been touched, but um, I know that I've helped touch the lives of people who come through the doors of EOP as well too. Um, the saying I wanna give is from one of my favorite cultural anthropologists. Her name's Margaret Mead, and I think she succinctly kind of summarizes what I feel the value of a higher education can actually bring to people in our society. And she said, and she writes, never doubt that a small group of thoughtful, committed citizens can change the world. You know, not only does higher education open the door, make you aware of things you never thought of before, not only is it a life-changing experience for the individual going through it, but in the process, you're also helping transform and change those around you. And as a result of that, 
the wider society as well. Mm-hmm. And I've always felt that that's one of the value added effects of higher education mm-hmm. in our society. Yeah. So I couldn't think in my own words, I'm not very original or creative, but um, I really have always liked that saying of Margaret Mead's. Mm-hmm. And so I thought that I would kind of share that, that all the students in your program, everybody who's listening to this broadcast, uh, that's one of the value added effects of your higher education. Mm-hmm. You're gonna be that part, that, that small group of thoughtful, committed individuals. And you've not only made a change in your own life, but in the process, you're changing the lives of those around you and the wider society and culture. Thank you, Rocky, for sharing that. That's amazing wisdom. I really appreciate it. Yeah, and we're going to steal that too and put it on our social media. I just want you to know that. Great quote. I'm sure Margaret and her her, uh, people won't care at all. (laughs) Great quote and great words from you, Rocky. Thank you. Next, some more wisdom. I have, I I mean, I just have a, I, I wrote down a quote that I, but it, it, I, I know that it's kind of a COVID related, but um, mm-hmm. e- um, it is really important if you uh, maintain a routine. This is something I've learned while I've been off. Something to maintain a routine, even if you're working or schooling for home or both in some instances, mm-hmm. ensure that you get a consistent sleep. That's my sleep pattern's been off. Make time for exercise and engage in this, whatever your spiritual, spiritual practices are. I think those are some things that I've been working on this whole time that I've engaged that. So that's on my own experience, but I think it's great um, advice for everybody to, you know, I think we've all got out of our routines. We've got out of our sleeping patterns, our eating patterns, our, you know, just anything that we do, we're, we're, we're off. And I think getting back to that, I think perhaps it's like what Steve was saying, you know, to make sure we're starting to prepare ourselves to go back to the real world which is going to be, you know, it's going to take some mindset and some mental and some, you know, taking care of yourself. I think we need to remember, we have to take care of ourselves to be able to take care of you guys. Absolutely. Thank you. you. And I'm going to bring you in to do a workshop on all like four or five of those points because they're good. They are good. Yeah. (laughs) Steve, you want to go next? Sure, I've got a couple. Um, <clears throat> you know, they're kind of keyed into some of the things. I know you're going to ask us about our hobbies and stuff we're doing, so I have a couple in, in the pipe for that too. Um, but I'll, I'll give an example. And so this is my, it's kind of life advice, not just for EOP, but um, I've seen this in all my years. I mean, I, I don't even want to count how many years I've been working with students one-on-one <clears throat> to overcome the obstacles they're facing when they go to go to college, to attend a university, and it's just the, the things they're facing in their lives. But um, it's this tendency, and I think a lot of people do it. I'm guilty of it. Um, you may do it yourself, um, so you can kind of judge yourself on this. But it's a, and it's not a clinical term. It's just something I've come up with, um, and it's just called heaping. We tend to heap our problems into a giant mountain, and then we sit there and we we gloom and doom about how this insurmountable mountain is in front of us. It's kind of of our own creation, you know. And it could be something from like you know applying for the for FAFSA, you know. Like, well, I'd, I would, but I've got this thing and I got to get this, this certification or I got to get this information from somebody else. And 
I emailed them and haven't emailed me back and I would email them again, but I've got this other stuff. And so we pile things up to this insurmountable thing, right? Um, and that just kind of leaves us in, in inert, you know, in, in, in action. And so my advice is just take a step every day, right? Take a step, a bite out of that every day, out of that heap, and just be comfortable with ambiguity. That's part of growing up is being, un being comfortable with situations where it's not done that day and not wrapped up in that one phone call. And this is the example. This is a kind of a pastime that I picked up randomly during this pandemic. And it's because of my mom, she bought us this, this little set, right? And I don't know if you've heard of this, but you can look it up. Um, so I, go to Amazon or go on Google and look up diamond painting. Don't know if you've heard of it. I'm going to explain it really briefly. These companies will take these art pieces, right? And they'll duplicate them in little codes and they'll print them on a big sheet that's got this kind of rubberized adhesive on it. And then they send you this crap ton of these little tiny little plastic beads. I mean, tiny, like, you know, the head of a pin, right? And so it gives you this color code with all these different beads and then they give you this little wax holder thing. And you sit there and you look at the little spot and it says like, oh, this is, this is R. So you grab R and it's like this kind of purplish color and you dab it in and you put it on this adhesive sheet, right? And there's no way, like my wife, Claudia, you know, former EOP graduate also, um, you know, she, she started doing one. I was warning her, like, when you start this, you're not gonna get done in one day. Like it is impossible. There are thousands and thousands of these little tiny beads to put on this adhesive. Like you, you'll do a row and you'll feel like you've accomplished something and there's like 400 rows, right? But wow. at the end, you end up with this really cool, almost like glittery, it's not, you know, glitzy, glamoury, like, like glittery, sparkly, but this reproduction of some sort of piece of art that's done in these little tiny plastic beads, it's permanent, you know, and it's, uh, it looks really cool from a distance to kind of be a few feet away from it to get the impression of it. But it's, it's a really good metaphor for me. And that's that you, you do a little bit on a day, like you're on a Zoom call and like you can turn the video off and you sit there and you, you do a row or whatever, or you pick a color and you go, okay, I'm gonna focus on this color. And like four weeks later, you've got this thing done, right? right. But it's a metaphor for that mountain, that heap that you build up of all the stuff that you, you know, just take that one little bite and just leave it not done for that next couple of hours till you hear. But mm -hmm. it's it's better to at least make that little bit of progress and kind of measure it for yourself than it is to just step back and go, well, I'm never going to get this thing done. Um, so it's, it's, again, general kind of life advice, but just take that heap and break it down because you, you added all the pieces to that mountain one by one and you can take them off the exact same way, one at a time, one small task at a time to get you a little bit closer to that. Um, but developmentally, I think when you, when you think of yourself as a four or five year graduate, or if you're going to grad school, a six, seven year graduate of a university, you have to adopt that same sort of diamond painting mindset where it's like, I'm making progress day by day. I'm getting better day by day. I'm going to take little chunks off of this one at a time, but eventually I'm going to have this great piece of art uh, when I'm done. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. I, I have, can I stop and like just comment? And if any of you want to jump in too, please do, because that really resonates with me. Because that journey and that taking one thing off a day or how we added onto it every day or by choices, by activities, by lack of action, whatever that happened to be, that really resonates me in many ways, but particularly right now with my, my health journey 
because I feel like when people have a journey or a goal of getting healthier, whether that's mentally or physically, but for me, that's, you know, Pam was saying she's worked a lot on, you worked a lot on and working on yourself in the last few months. And I have really um, assessed my health journey. And I feel like when people are trying to get healthier, mentally, physically, lose weight, whatever, it's not always about losing weight, but I always look at it like one meal at a time. If I choose something healthy once, and then I do it again the next time, and then I do it again the next time, whether it's what I feed my body, my mind, my soul, that heap starts getting smaller and the heap of goodness starts getting bigger, right? And that, I thank you for sharing that because that really resonates with me. Anybody else want to add anything to that or? Well, I don't think I gave my tips of knowledge or information helpful hints. So one of the things I have done in the last year is realizing a few uh, a few things about the importance of education and knowledge. And I'm gonna start off with a couple of quotes. The first one is by Robertson Davies. He is a Canadian novelist. And it says the, I see only what the mind is prepared to comprehend. And the other one is from David, David Bailey, who is a English uh, photographer and is that the best advice I ever got was that knowledge is power and to keep reading. And so right now, because we are in face, facing these unprecedented times, I've noticed that there is a lack of, a lack of education and information and people are in disbelief and they can't comprehend our current situation. And the more we read to understand our current situations we're facing and how to react to it, it helps us be able to overcome our obstacles. And so that's for me, you know, specifically like our current, this last year with the pandemic is seeing, okay, what are we facing and how can we fight the obstacles and overcome the adversity we're facing? And that's the most important thing I think for students. And I wish I would have done this more when I was in college is the importance of reading and staying up on what's going on in the world and how to use that knowledge you have to make a difference. Because I think one of the things that this 2020 has taught us is you can't rely on just your experience because things are going to be thrown our way that we have to be able to call an audible and react differently. And that's been the most important thing for me is that um, even looking back at when I first started my job, I was relying on my experience as a student in my first year or two from what I learned. But every single year from our switch to from quarter to semester, um, new advising tips, new programs we're taking on, it's you have to stay up to date with the most, you know, with education or information that's out there, because that's how you're going to make a difference in the world. And that's kind of, you know, my thing is for everybody, it doesn't matter if you're 18 or 80, is that you have to be able to read and see information um, and articulate it and then be able to give it back and make a difference. Mm -hmm. Thank you, JR. I appreciate that. Um, I think the only advice that I'm going to give, and you guys know me, I, I, I keep it real. Like I, I didn't bring a quote or any psych theory or anything like that, but I think the only advice, wisdom I would give our students right now and faculty and staff for sure is to stay gritty, you know, stay gritty, stay in it, keep working, get up every day, do what you have to do, reach out when you need help. Um, you know, asking for help is, is part of grit as well. You know, it takes some personal, like um, internal grit 
to admit that we need help, we need people, or that we're lonely, or that we're broke, or that we're scared, or that we're confused. And so I would just encourage our students, faculty, staff, stay gritty, stay in it, know that you're not alone, and remember that every single day that that grit at some point kicked in in our lives, and that's how we are, where we still are, no matter what we've been through, and that we'll get through this too. And, and that's what being a member of EOP, Guardian Scholars, um, is about is grit. And that's how we got to where we are and how we'll keep on going and get to where we're back together again. So that's my advice. It's pretty simple, but um, anyway, I wanted to share it. And so thank you all for sharing your wisdom. We have one more thing I wanna do before we go. And we do this in every episode where we have, and it can be anything, anything at all, a tip, trick, or pick of the week. So it's something that you're into, might be a little bit of advice you want to share with somebody um, or an item that like you're loving right now. So I'm just going to share mine really quickly. I don't know if you all are trying to save money or if you find yourself spending a lot of money right now. We're all at either end of that spectrum and maybe spending money on weird things. Okay. I don't know if I'm the only one. Pam, I can see you laughing. Okay. So, but I'm spending money on weird things right now. So with that said, I have to save money somewhere. So this week I've started um, doing something and I, I am prepping my beverages, my drinks, and I don't mean alcoholic drinks because I, I don't, I don't drink really. I, I don't, I really don't drink alcohol anymore, but um, I've been prepping my drinks. So I prep my green juices twice a week. I prep my other drinks, like I make herbal iced teas and I have them in the fridge. I, I make my own oat milk because I have that kind of time right now. And I think, I feel like I'm on Little House in the Prairie, but I'm for real doing this because I just got tired of paying for oat milk. And I also don't like the oil that's added into it because it's unnecessary in a drink. Like who wants to drink oil? But if you don't know, you are drinking oil in almond and oat milk. So anyway, I started making my own. It takes like five minutes, super easy. But I'm saving tons of money. Like one container, half a gallon of oat milk is like over $5 if you buy the good stuff. And I got tired of paying for all these drinks. I would rather pay for food. <laughs> so I've been making my drinks every week and saving tons of money. And I bought cute little glass bottles on Amazon and they're in the fridge all week long. So I recommend it. If you are in the habit of spending a lot of money on coffee, a lot of money on sodas, a lot of money on protein drinks, you can make all of that yourself at home for pennies on the dollar. And it's good for you in so many ways. That's my tip of the week. Anybody else have one? I have one. Yesterday, um, I was driving up from running an errand and I um, noticed that my tree in my front yard bloomed. Like it's, it's, it's confused. It's, you know, February, beginning of February, and it's got all these beautiful blossoms. And so I found this quote that kind of went with it. And then I'll, I'll talk a little bit about why I chose it. It says, wherever life plants you, bloom with grace and kindness. Hmm. And I think when, what I'm saying by that is, it doesn't matter what time of the year, what time of the day, what time of the month, what, whatever, wherever you're at, if that's your time to bloom, you know, just make sure that you're doing it with grace and um, when you get to, you hit that plateau, you hit a goal and you're 
proud of yourself, just make sure that it's it's dead in grace and, and most importantly in kindness. I think that our world is in such a upheaval as far as just kindness to give people. And I, you know, and just, just, that's just kind of, that was my tip of the week, just because that kind of, I did that yesterday and it's beautiful. It's, you know, it looks beautiful. And it, even if it's not our time, we think it should be blooming, it bloomed. And so we need to recognize that and, and enjoy the beauty of it. So Absolutely. don't forget, just don't forget the beauty of the day or the month or the week or the year, whatever it is that you're focused on. Yeah. Thanks, Pam. I think I'm like that tree right now. I'm a little seasonal, seasonally confused right now. <laughs> Same way. Me too. Me Thank too. you for the tip. I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. Else? Tip, trick, or pick of the week. I have a, a very important tip. It's something that I know that we should be doing, especially me. I haven't been doing it a lot. It is a tip that one of our UP graduates, one of my old student assistants of Millie Rodriguez would tell me, and that's to make sure to drink water. Yes. Uh, hydration is extremely important. And I think for me, and the reason why I bring this up is because I experienced some health issues last week that I wasn't drinking enough water ever since we've been home. That's kind of one, you know, I, I took for granted the importance of our UP director, Steve Walsh, having water for us in the office for our students. And I wasn't consuming enough water really like in the last three months. And it's important, not just for staying hydrated, but it's important uh, for your, um, to help with your brain. It helps with creating saliva, which is important for your teeth. It helps regulate your body temperature. And it's also helps with your, um, it helps with your joints. And in addition to that, it helps with, you know, help your body digest and without having water and being dehydrated it's just not you're thirsty it just creates a whole basically a system shutdown and by the time you realize it if your body's dehydrated it's almost essentially too late so it's very important that we drink water every single day especially you know going from year to year as you, we get older um it becomes even more imperative and also you know right now i think people take for granted drinking water because it's not you know it's, the temperature is not hot but we're quickly approaching spring, which means we're gonna get to summer. So yeah, like your body is gonna get dehydrated a lot quicker as the coming uh, months are here. Mm -hmm. So make sure you get your water in. I think the recommendation is a half an ounce for every pound you weigh. Well, JR, you said the older we get, the more it's important. I better be drinking gallons of water right now. I started touching my teeth when you said that, about saliva and teeth. Well, I think for me, I'm supposed to be drinking around a gallon because I'm around 205. So I think that's, you know, basically 102. And I want to say 120 ounces is a gallon of water. I, I want to say that sounds about right. Yeah. Um, but I yeah. Thank you. Water is important. Thank you, JR. Tips or tricks? Steve, Rocky, you guys have one for us? Sorry, couldn't unmute. Yeah, I've got a, I've got a couple. Um, I'll do them. I'll do them really quickly. Because um, I know you asked about shows, and I just got to plug this show because I, I just, I'm like enamored with it, and it's just a one shot, so there's not like going to be season two. But the Queen's Gambit. I don't know if you saw it or if you have oh, seen it. It's on my but list. Like when <clears throat> it's, it's just something about it because it's such a, such a compelling story. It's so well done, so well acted um it makes chess interesting which is not 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 interesting to most people probably um 
but you know, having I, you know, two, as you all know, I have two sons with uh, special needs. Uh, my son Luke's in special day class for autism at Independence High School, and you know, she's probably on that spectrum of like, you know, this ability to like visualize chess moves and just like obsess about things. And I decided so reflected in in kids and what my kids do, but just such a just such a great story and so positive at the end. It's one of those ones like you feel good the whole time you're watching it, like the over the other i'm not gonna give away the ending but i mean you feel good through the whole show you know uh what she overcomes and it's just a great story um but you know as far as like hobbies and taking care of stuff like i i just been doing so much work on our on our house you know our house is almost 40 something years old um but it's the thing that we you know we when we bought it it was like we we finally get a house it was like what drove us to have kids finally and so it's kind of like been our spot um but it's you know it's it's been in disrepair, you know, we haven't had the money to take care of it really. Uh, so we got the roof redone this past fall, which is just this whole other excursion trying to do Zoom meetings with like people pounding on your head. Um, but I decided I'm gonna paint it, right? So I've been doing work just all the time painting and prepping to paint uh, the house on the outside just because again, to save money, you know, I mean, um, luckily we both have our jobs you know but there's a lot of stuff that comes up that's that's new expenses you're not really prepared for um things you have to buy you have to buy a new computer for a kid because they're like they, they got to be on zoom all the time so uh and just trying to save money that was you know both something to keep me occupied but also to to save money and the last thing this is gonna be a plug and it's gonna seem like i'm gonna get money from this but you got to try this stuff okay so i'm holding it up to the camera and the podcast you won't be able to see it but it's a stuff called bottle bright and you can get oh. it on Amazon. Okay, I'm writing it down. Okay, so there are these little tablets, right? They come in these little blue things. And you know, like, okay, I'm a coffee drinker, right? So this may not resonate with all of you, <clears throat> but I've got a coffee pot, right? And after you get the coffee pot, after about six months of drinking coffee all the time, it builds up this kind of layer of like old coffee and calcification from your hard water and stuff like that. And you just kind of live with it, you know, it doesn't, it, maybe it's adding acidity to your coffee, maybe it's giving a bitter taste to it, but you just plow through it, right? Um, but these are actually designed for like water bottles, you know, like sports bottles and stuff like that. And what you do is you drop this tablet in and then you pour boiling water in. If it's, if it's, make sure your, your cup is safe to accept boiling water because like a Nalgene bottle might not, you know, that might be too hot for it, but you know, just read the instructions on it. But I put two of these in this coffee pot that has not been, you know, it's, it's probably 12 years old, right? Cleaned all the time, but you just can't get it clean, right? Because there's that film of like coffee residue at the bottom. This absolutely stripped it. It was like brand new. It was like you could see a reflection in the bottom of the coffee pot after a half an hour with these tablets in it and boiling water. And they're like, I don't know, 10, 10 bucks or something like that on Amazon. But for those of you who have like ugly sports bottles, Yes. You know, where there's like buildup in the bottom or a coffee pot or a coffee maker. It's it's called Bottle Bright. And it's it's one of those things like you'll get it done. You're like, oh, my God, why didn't I do this like 10 years ago? Why don't I do this every few months? You know, um, but I highly recommend it. Wow, that's genius. I need those for my water bottles. You're right. Yeah. Thank you for sharing. We can put in the show notes, too. I'm taking notes on your tips, especially if they're like, you know, products or movies or whatever because we put in our show notes so thank you for sharing that's a good one i need that i'm i'm ordering it it's already in my in cart my <laughs> shopping cart rocky you have any tips or tricks or anything you're loving right now 
Yeah, um, you know, I, I've had to actually learn how to have downtime again and uh, to let myself have fun. Um, it had gotten to the point where my computer was being used strictly for either university-related business, or if it wasn't for that, I was on it constantly doing nothing but grading papers or uh, upgrading my canvas for my courses in sociology. And I know that sounds strange. We're all having to work out of our homes. And so people would just assume that, oh, you have plenty of downtime. No. I found out. I was on the computer hours upon hours a day, and most of it was doing work-related stuff. Very little of it. In fact, I'd gotten to the point where I hated to actually go into my uh, office at my home and turn on the computer because I knew I was going to be sitting there reading emails and trying to get caught up either on projects at the uh, for the office or trying to get caught up on grading assignments. So, I mean, I've literally had to learn how to use, among other things, the computer just to do things I personally like and enjoy, like, um, and they're probably all getting sick of hearing me talk about it, but I've been overdosing on one of my favorite groups, the uh, Bee Gees. <gasps> I love the Bee Gees so much. Well, I mean, I've been going all the way back to when love the it. Brothers Gibbs all started. I'm talking about the old, old days when they were wearing hairstyles and pastels and a lot of other stuff that's really funky and weird looking. But I have just thoroughly enjoyed going through all of their hits. Um, another thing I did, um, and I and JR, I don't even know how many times I watched this. Uh, JR and I like a lot of the same thing. And he was telling me about this really cool uh, on YouTube uh, web, web that dealt with the history of all the territorial divisions uh, in pro wrestling. Mm. And, uh, and I mean, I've learned now that, hey, there's a lot of really cool, fun stuff you can do on the computer. It doesn't just only have to be about work. It can be about things that you personally enjoy and like doing. And I mean, so I've had to literally learn now. Um, well, number one, I've had to learn how to give myself permission to have downtime. Yes. And um, I've just thoroughly enjoyed, like I said, listening to groups that I hadn't heard because I had listened to anything, for example, that the BG sang for years. Yeah. I mean, I, I honestly couldn't remember. Um, so those are just some of the tips I would give people. Yeah. Make sure you're working in, you know, I know that there's a pandemic and everything. I understand you got to be real careful in things, but hey, you got to have some downtime for yourself. Mm -hmm. You've got to build that into your routine yeah. and your schedule. Yeah. Or you'll end up like me. <laughs> you're great rock you're listening to the Bee Gees. i have those i have them on my playlist on my drive i have a playlist on spotify called drive they're on my drive playlist for sure classic we could go into that and move <laughs> music that they produce music that was produced to them for them but we won't do it yeah. we should have a music episode one of these days and like 
for real. Like talk about just music. Well, and see, you missed it yesterday. Steve gave me permission. I was sharing some of the BG's uh, YouTube hits yesterday okay. while we were doing virtual in between talking to students. Right. We're actually playing that in between. I love it, Steve. We need to do like um, like one day of the week. We should all bring like a YouTube video or a song that we love to office hours and share <laughs> out and why. I had no idea. Like I knew I love the Bee Gees, but I didn't know how much music they wrote for other people. <laughs> how much other people wrote for them? Cool. Yeah. Anyway, we got to do a whole episode, and we should do that next week in office hours. Anyway, um, any final thoughts from anyone? I know some of you are muted, but you're welcome to unmute and give us any final words. It's just good, that, good to see you guys. I know you'll see us and we can't see you, but soon we will be together again. Yeah, absolutely. I heart, I heart you guys. Hearts to everyone, because I'm videoing this as well. So, and, and Jordan will see this, but um all right, I want to thank our EOP team for joining us today. Uh, they didn't just join me, they joined everybody who's listening, faculty, staff, students, anyone who's, you know, accessing our podcast. Um, we're grateful for everybody to be here today. And for me, it's just personally just gratifying to see everybody again together in one space, even if it's virtually. So again, I want to thank everybody for joining us today. I want to remind everyone you can find us on Spotify. Um, we are unguarded and we are the CSUV Guardians program. Please make sure that you are following us on Instagram at CSUV Guardians and our link tree name is CSUVGSP. So you can find us there as well. All of our program updates are there every single week. And thank you all for listening. Thank you for staying with us. Welcome to spring semester and let's make it a good one. And we can't wait till we're in person again together. So thank you, everybody. We'll see you next time. Take care. Bye. Bye. Thank you.